from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. So if you missed any of that conversation, check it out on the OG's playlist, which you can find on our YouTube channel. Look up 99.9 The Fan Raleigh on YouTube and poke the subscribe button. Don't smash it. Poke it. One of these days, I'm going to get myself in trouble. Yeah. If we keep doing this, I'm going to get myself in trouble. Pause. I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell somebody to go blank that subscribe Whoa. button. Whoa! And seems it's, aggressive. it's it's very aggressive. Nine inch nails closer, but <laughs> like an animal with that subscribe button. All right. <laughs> anyway, I said we'd take some phone calls, so let's do it. 919-860-5FAN, 919-860-5326. I feel like over the over the weekend's events, specifically the NC State Carolina game, you know, let's let's we used to be a country, a proper country. And Gilio, I know you used to work in the newspaper business, and I was actually texting about this with Luke DeCock. If you really wanted to say some things to your columnist, beat writer, or sports talk radio host, you had to go through the trouble of writing out a letter, slapping a stamp on it, and sending a letter to the editor. That's when men were men, all right? And the same thing happens with sports talk radio. Call if you got some issues. So let's go out to Steve in Apex, 8605-FAN, 8605-326. Steve, what's going on, man? What's up, buddy? What's up? Talk to y'all in a minute. I know, Steve. It's been a while. Hey, listen, listen, I, I I don't like no referees but other than Ed Hockley because he explained <laughs> to you in detail why everything happened. The other guys making up doing makeup calls and, it, it's it, you know, we can't do away with the refs. So my biggest question I got is why do sub? Why we stink? I don't care about the referees. We're going to stink no matter who's referees. <laughs> that was I a big win this it. weekend. Oh, I'm sad, man. I'm so sad. <laughs> that was a big win this weekend over Miami at home. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but we look like some Millbrook High School team or something running around out there. Hey, first of all, Millbrook's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. We can put some, put some respect. The best team in the area. Put some respect on Millbrook considering we, <laughs> they actually let us over there. Second of all, you think we can beat them? Okay. For sure. But, Steve, here, here's the best part, man. This is, I, I, We appreciate you calling, but for real. All right, buddy. No, no, no. No, no. I want you to stay because oh, okay, okay. you're a Duke fan, right? Yeah. Yes, and it's, it's heartbreaking. No, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> so you, you got five national titles since 91, man. And, and you know what you have right now, Steve? You have a what? team good enough to make the NCAA tournament. That's mm-hmm. what you have. Do you know what we call this in certain parts of the triangle team, Steve? Mm-hmm. We call this, you have a pretty good team. Yeah, pretty good team. It's okay. But you know what? You've been spoiled, man. Mm-hmm. You've been spoiled. You know what? I, I, you was definitely a good counselor today because I needed it. <laughs> But See, it, we have to expand pack therapy. Yeah, it Gilio, doesn't mean it can't come back, Steve. But you still therapy. have a good team, man. That, that's the well, truth. Uh, Steve. Thank you, though, because I'm serious. I mean, all do and is the word say we don't like to use the word, but I'm absolute serious. That was a good. I needed that because I, I'm. This is depressing. We ain't even got a football coach in the Panthers. A basketball team stinks. I'm not sure what the ACC represent anymore. It's just. Well, Steve, one problem at a time. One one thing at a time, but you do speak to something that is an issue. I got too many problems. All right. Steve, appreciate the call, man. Thanks for listening, as always. Steve's been a long, long, long time listener uh, to us here on 99.9 on the fan. But, you know, the, the thing is, and this is something that I'll be pounding the table the rest of the way, what you just described about Duke is what you could easily say about a lot of teams. 
Why is that? Well, there's a lot of factors into why college basketball is in the, in, in the state that it is in right now, uh, whether it's NIL, one and done, transfer portal, et cetera, right? I don't think I'm speaking too off base when I say there's a lot of players playing in the ACC right now that probably would not have made it into the ACC 10 years ago, straight up. But that's just the transfer portal business as we, and that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm perfectly cool with player movement. I'm, I'm okay with it, but there's just, there's consequences for it. It helps explain what's going on. This is a Duke, Duke squad that, my thing with Duke is, what are you? I think I have a better handle of what Duke is now, how, they, how they're going to go about winning basketball games. And they're going to win basketball games in an ugly defensive manner because they, they're not dynamic offensively. And what I do like about this Duke squad, by the way, is that they seem to be unselfish when it comes to how they're going to go about the day. Derek Lively has been a focal point. If this were last year or two years ago under Mike Krzyzewski, we're talking about Derek Lively like, well, who's this useless bust? Okay. But. It seems as though maybe John Shire has it understood, like, hey, man, I'm going to need you in certain spots. You might not be the guy tonight, but we might need you the other night. I don't really recall that. And, you know, usually this is the time of the year where what happens at Duke? Oh, there's a two-man or one-man bench. Okay. Yeah. That ain't Shire. No. And, and look, and we had, the, we, had this, we had the same thing last year with Hubert Davis. Mm-hmm. How is he going to go about the rotation? He was not going about it the Roy Williams way where you're getting guys quality minutes in crunch time at the expense of going to half on a weird note. But the idea was it would pay off for you down the line. Hubert Davidson do that last year. It paid off for him in a different way, and it got him damn near a championship. So we have to get adjusted with what's next in college basketball in the ACC, and that leads to a bunch of good teams, but not necessarily great teams. We'll go from there. we got Chris and Zebulon, 860-5-FAN, 860-5326. Chris, what's going on, man? Hey, y'all. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, man. What you got? Yeah, so listen. Uh, I've been a state fan my whole life, right? My pa went there. Uh, I went there. I've been through some agonizing heartbreaks. There was the COVID baseball scandal. There was the UNC academic scandal where the cheats got away not being punished. Uh-huh. Women's basketball even had to go to UConn as one seed. Right. What I witnessed this past weekend in Chapel Hill was one of the worst hijackings and stealings I've seen since the 2020 election. Okay. <laughs> I am just sick and tired of the calls that these refs are given to UNC. And let me also – and I'm going to ask you guys something right now. You guys just had a talk with an official person yeah. who came on. What did he say about getting something from Chapel Hill? Didn't he say his uh, organization is based in Chapel Hill? Was that correct? Yeah, the High School Athletic yeah, Association. Yeah, the High School Athletic Association. Uh, his supervisor is okay, Chapel and so Hill. Refs, so refs are being told what to do by Chapel Hill is what you're telling me. <laughs> At the high school level, yes. No, okay. but see, well, but it trickles up, Joe. It trickles up. Yeah, clearly. seriously. And seriously, when is this ever going to change, okay? Um, my son's 10 years old, okay? I've raised a beautiful kid who was a wolf pack loving little wolf. We are just sick and tired of this. Um, and it's just not right. And listen, I get it. Okay. You guys can just think I'm some crazy passionate state fan. Right. Um, I know you guys are on media, so you may tend to be biased towards UNC Giglio. Trust me, man. I'm on your side. I Googled leaky black and I found a picture of that boy from Creighton, <laughs> but man, them, them cheater boy. Hey, but listen, let me tell you what, them cheater boys are going to pay when they come to PNC arena on Sunday, February 19th for our re- revenge game. I'll be skipping church. All right. I'll be worshiping at the house of the Wolfpack. PNC Arena, that will say, will stand for pain for North Carolina. Mm. 
Oh, and by the way, where yeah. the heck is Duke Horgan? He needs to just do something to be wild about all this cheating from the rest and the cheats. Because you think Debbie Yao would stand for this? I Debbie, sure as heck don't. Debbie was tweeting through no. it. Debbie was. Yeah, Debbie I was tweeting it. through it. All right, Chris, Zebulon, appreciate it, man. That was fantastic. I appreciate the call. God bless you, brother. Go pack. That was performance art. That was chef's kiss. That was fantastic performance art. I, do we even take a call after that? Can, can, any, can anything top that? No. Can we? I mean, we got a 2020 stolen election reference in there. I'm skipping church on Sunday. He was ready. Chris was ready. Called you Giglio? Yep. I mean. And pa went to state. Oh, my goodness. There's a lot there. Checked all the boxes. Thank you, Chris. That made my day. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away before we get back to the nfl it looks like we, i opened up the phone lines for this hour 8605 fan 8605326 i feel like after the events of saturday between the wolfpack and the tar heels it felt old school to me felt I, I could feel the heat in chapel hill and i feel like twitter's just meh email eh say it with your chest so, we took a couple phone calls in the last segment. Uh, the last one was pretty ridiculous. So, we got uh, we got Roy in Chapel Hill. It's not <laughs> the Roy in Chapel Hill, but it's a Roy in Chapel Hill. Roy, what's going on, man? Hey, man, how y'all doing? We're good. What you got, Roy? I just got a prediction for February the 20th. Yeah. The guy that just called in. Yeah. I, I'm not going to listen to anything at your station again until this show, until the 20th. And I'll bet that he'll be calling in going, can't believe we lost again to the Chiefs in Chapel Hill. <laughs> I'm 63 years old. I've been a Carolina fan for 62 years. Yeah. And story never changes. Mm. It is, it's, it's not going to change. The only time that state's really relevant in basketball is when Carolina and Duke are, are having down years. Mm -hmm. It's just the history, you know. And so, uh, yeah, we just take the 80s game. and the 70s out of it's there, a, but okay. It's a fun game. It's just a game. I'm not, I'm not so sure that everybody felt bad for, for, uh, a player that got hurt. You yeah. certainly don't want to see that. Even, even the Carolina fans, they all wished him well mm -hmm. and didn't plan on seeing that. But you know what? If, if you play 30-some games a year, you're going to be on the other end of, of where the referees are, are against you. Is that how you feel, especially when you lose. Mm -hmm. So, uh, unfortunately, there's a question mark. But look at the series. What is it like? Carolina's won like 70 or 80 more games against State. It, it's always been lopsided, and it will always be that way. Unfortunately, I hate to break y'all's bubbles, but that's just the way it is. Who were you a fan of for the one year that you weren't a Carolina fan? If I, I'm sorry? You said you've been a Carolina fan for 62 of your 63 years. Who was the yeah. team that you liked the one year you weren't a Carolina fan? The one that let me down, State. Wait, you were a State fan for one year? Yes. When? When? I just jumped ship. Wait, 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 what year was this? 1959, when Carolina won the national title then, uh, I think it was, okay. was it 59 there 57. Or 57. Yeah. Okay, 57, yeah. But I, uh, the first year I was born, I was a state fan. 
And then he said, forget it. And then you're like, no, I can't do nah, this anymore. This ain't the life well, for I me. Knew what, I knew what was going on. I was really smart for a one year old. Yeah, no, you <laughs> called it. You called, yeah, you, you called it. You, you were like, nah, I'm, I'm not getting born in this wolf pack life like other but, people. I'm doing my I, thing. Well, I had the opportunity to save myself. I jumped off the ship. You know what? Smart. That's very, very smart. smart, man. That's very, very smart. That's very, very well, smart. All right, take <laughs> it easy. Take it easy. That's fair, man. That's fair. It's the OG alongside Joe Chili. Joe Yeah, I had the same question. I'm like, was he holding out his first year of life? Like, let me see where things are going. I didn't know. Glad you had a follow up on that one. I just just curious. If you miss anything from today's show, check it out on the best of the OG podcast. Is Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback, is he the coldest? Is he the most likable? Has he found a way to thread the needle where he's got a cockiness about him, but it's done in such a way and it's backed up that you're actually cool with him talking a little smack and you're not rolling your eyes over the perceived slights that the Bengals seem to be using to drive them to get to the AFC Championship game? The way that they started that game was surgical. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my biggest concern for the Bengals before that game was their offensive line. They're down 60% of their starting offensive line since week 16. Yeah, they started three guys. Joe, they, they started three guys who barely played since week this 16. Season. This is not some group that's had a chance to get together yep. and figure some things out. I thought the snow really helped the Bengals mm -hmm. because they were intent on running the football with Mixon and Pirine. I thought they really that gave a boost to their offensive line. And then we don't talk enough about Zach Taylor and what he does, not only with Jamar Chase, but with T. Higgins and and those two different running backs because they just keep you guessing. Yeah. To the point where, you know, they get a guy, Hunter Henry, on the scrap heap at tight end. And I'm going, this guy, he should be on the Patriots. Oh, he was. Oh, even Belichick couldn't figure out how to make him a fun. Look at this. Mm -hmm. You know, the second touchdown that they scored was Henry alone by himself making a sandwich. I was disappointed in the way that the Bills played defensively. I thought DeMar Hamlin going into that locker room before the game would give them a boost. That's I mean I look, thought man. the snow I thought the snow would give them a boost, but it was almost like the Bills didn't want to play in the snow. They didn't want to run the football for whatever reason. And defensively they just seemed to be guessing the whole game. And that's where I really thought you saw. And I loved that Romo said it. Tony Romo said it towards the end of the broadcast. They missed Von Miller. And I told you once Von Miller went out, that was the end of the Bills. And the truth of the matter is, it was not only Miller. It's Micah Hyde, too. They lost two difference makers. You saw Matt Milano make a lot of plays in the middle of that defense. Mm -hmm. But they they were missing those two other playmakers. I get, I get that they missed Von Miller. I, I get that aspect of it. But Joe Burrow had all the time in the world. I know. It had nothing to – Buffalo's defense should still be good enough, even without those key pieces, to take advantage of a team I don't that know, had a three new offensive linemen, essentially. But they got playing. so much confidence, I think, from those early drives. And I yeah. think from – I do think from the conditions. It is easier to run block than it mm -hmm. is to pass block. Sure. And I do think it's easier to, to run block in the snow. Wait, does this set, does this further solidify you or put a dome yep. in Buffalo for Josh Allen? Absolutely. Well, and, you, and you'll see the same thing this weekend in Kansas City, in my opinion, because I think Cincinnati will win that game too. And if I'm those teams, I want I want to see my my football's built for offense now. Yeah. Okay. 
So we can sit here and watch NFL films and, and you know, Ray Nitschke breathing the, yeah, the cold air. Yeah, but why can the Bengals do it, but these other teams can't? So that's the thing. Yeah. It's like it, you well, they, bring, they ran the football. You bring up the snow and how it was advantageous to the to the Bengals. I agree with you. But wait a minute. What's the whole point of home field advantage then? Why do you not have a team that's built for these conditions? I'm not making the excuse for the build. To I'm, me, I'm saying, to me, the game itself now is built on offense. Yeah. And if I'm trying to win, again, if you're interested in winning, if you want to be about that life, then be about that life. I think this is what – I think what's really going on here is that we crowned Josh Allen a little too quickly after a very amazing season. And we expected him to not revert back to a mistake-prone quarterback. Yeah. Uh, who might Without Brian Dayball, by the way. This is key, too. This is key, too. So he has reverted back to the adventurous Josh Allen. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. Clearly, they're good enough to win their division. They're good enough to get this far. But there's something a little bit missing. And also, sometimes there's the Panther run deep is runs deep in Sean McDermott a little bit. We, we talk about the Panthers north oftentimes. I think sometimes they get a little too... The butts get tight. And we saw, we saw Buck get tight for Ron Rivera. Again... I don't want to make it like a defensive coach kind of thing, but it gets uber conservative when the money's on the line sometimes for some of these coaches. Um, so that that would be my other concern for the Buffalo Bills going forward. You know, are they truly out of their window when you've got this Joe Burrow stuff going on right now? And obviously you got Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And yeah, as crazy as it sounds, it's entirely possible that this team is going to beat the Chiefs four times in a row. Because Four times in a their row. Their defense is much better than anybody gives them credit for. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It's the OG next to Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias. We can take some more of your phone calls, 8605-FAN, 8605-326. As uh, Jim pointed out on Twitter, this is why you shouldn't take many calls during college basketball season. Good grief. From Patrick, please tell me the guy who called in about 2020 was just a parody. I mean, that was performance art. I'm not saying that was a legitimate call. I'm also saying that we did not stage it. That was just somebody who called in. Clearly, he was working a promo, and we appreciate that. It makes it entertaining. So if you want to get in on State and Carolina, say it with your chest. Call right you now. You might have old grievances. Yeah, we can air those grievances. Hey, look, it's fine. It's fine. You, you, might be, right now. you might be 63 and a fan of Carolina for 62 of those 63 years. Yeah, tells tells me everything you know. Well, got a late Hey Joe question. Will you actually talk about the awful officiating in the UNC game over the weekend? Bro, if you're going to ask Hey Joe questions in the middle of the show, I suggest you listen to the show. If you missed anything from today's show, by all means, check it out on the Best of the OG podcast. Like that guy who just asked that question. Maybe check out the best of the OG. Well, why'd you almost spit out your drink there? What? It was a perfect seg. Yeah. If you've missed anything. Yeah. Like this person. Like, like this person clearly has. We'll check it out. Like, shout out to Carl. Carl's a longtime yeah. sports talk radio listener. Appreciate Carl's, Carl's emails. I truly do. But they're like, one time last week, he like emailed me. He's like, it, did, I, did I miss NC State playing a basketball game last night? And I'm like, Carl. We literally started the show with that. If you missed the start of the show, cool. I get it. That's what the podcast is for. But I said, that's what the podcast is for. And by the way, we're also getting back to that conversation. It was with Wes Durham. He goes, okay, okay, okay. Just saying. Like Gold and I used to goof on this all the time. We can't meet your needs exactly then, but you might get your needs met on YouTube and on the podcast. So go check that out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Shout out to Robert. LOL, thinking that people who still email YouTube know what a podcast is. That's not true. Some people just prefer email as a communication. It's fine with me. My dad still sends letters in the mail. I appreciate that about him. Keep the post office in business at whatever the stamp, uh, whatever the stamps cost now. But if you did miss any of the conversation, check it out on the YouTube channel. Look up 99.9 The Fan Raleigh. I would say uh, say hi to the subscribe button. Just give it a wink, and then uh, we'll go from there. I've never seen this before, but it's very much in line with the Dallas Cowboys as an organization. So I'm at, um, where was I? Oh, I was sitting on the couch, just vegging out, and I'm seeing there are reports that Brett Maher, the kicker for the Dallas Cowboys, is missing kicks in warm-up, right? I saw that tweet, yeah. Right? Like, he's miss- oh, man, he's missing them wide and warm-up. I'm going, wow, this is really going to be a thing. And I am I thought, well, maybe this is galaxy brain from Brett Maher. Maybe he's purposely missing the kicks to get in San Francisco's head. Like, oh, you think I'm going to miss them, but I'm not. And then San Francisco went out there with a little gamesmanship. We're talking a little smack to Brett Maher. It's fine, whatever. But then, Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys, who's on the field, goes over to his kicker. Oh, no. I don't know about you, Joe, but that to me was an owner of a team icing his own kicker before the game. I don't know about you. Maybe Maybe he was... Loving him up, Joe. I don't Maybe know, man. Pumping him up. I don't know. I, I can tell you Hug this. Him up. I can tell you this. Uh, if I'm getting ready to go on the air and the owner of the company wants to have a little side chat with me before I go into the studio, I'd be a little rattled, honestly. Like, oh, geez. What, well, oh, no. Is he coming? Like, in this case, is Brett Maher going, is Jerry Jones here to cut me right now? Like, is that the Stone Cold Steve Austin glass breaks? And all of a sudden, you know, Adam Vinatieri's coming out of retirement to uh, go kick for the... It wasn't Odell Beckham Jr. that was the key difference maker. It was the kicker. My God! So... Was that supposed to be Jerry? That was supposed to be uh, the king. Oh, Lawler. Lawler. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my God! I thought it was Jerry Jones. No, 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 no. No. Okay. That was the other Jerry. So, anyway, don't ice your own kicker, man foolish and then sure enough they score a touchdown and everybody's sitting there waiting what's what's brett mayher gonna do and he gets it blocked which actually ended up being the good thing to happen in that sequence because if you watch the kick replay that sucker was going left it was gonna sail left and of course what i figured out from brett mayher is that he can make every kick on the field except the extra point because he actually hit the other two he did he hit he actually hit the field goals so he had that going for him But the reason why I bring up Jerry Jones icing his own kicker is because this is what the Cowboys do. This is what the Cowboys deliver. The Cowboys do not deliver Super Bowls. The Cowboys do not deliver consistent playoff success. They deliver the memes. They deliver the content. They give you the stuff 
that keeps the television networks going all week and sports talk radio going all week and getting the debates going all week. And you know what? I love them for it, man. NFL does not do what it does in terms of dominate our national consciousness if it's not for the Dallas Cowboys, find America's team, finding ways. Well, the last play of the game, too. To do dumb things. Ezekiel oh. Elliott's the center, and they have everyone else lined up wide. That and... might be one of the dumbest trick players I've ever seen. It's let's, up there with the Colts. Let's let's go ahead and put one of our key running backs who we've given a lot of money to at center to get blown the hell up after the snap. Just never change, Dallas. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And maybe this is what Jerry knows. Maybe this is how he understands to keep his you know his team in the in the in the headlines all the time, right? I don't know. Also, the clock management by Mike McCarthy at the end was just <sighs> unreal. Vintage man. Mike McCarthy, unreal. He really wishes he was the Dolphins coach, as you often mistakenly call him. I do. I do. Here's Dak Prescott, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, on letting the defense down with a couple of interceptions. Just disappointed. As I said, I mean, guys that, that played their asses off defense who gave us an opportunity to win this game, who, who played their, who played hard against a really, really good offense, a really good team. And um, for us to only put up the points that we did, that that's unacceptable. And it starts with me, and I, I've got to be better. I mean, that's no, no other way to sugarcoat it. It wasn't just the picks, by the way, for Dak Prescott. It was some of the decision-making as well, some of the throws. Uh, there could have been more interceptions. So I don't, you know, I know you wanted to go full Jeff Bizdelic. If you take away these things, yeah. they're right in that game. I would argue that they were fortunate to be as close as they were, given some of the throws that Dak Prescott had put out there. And then you throw in the Tony Pollard in injury. Just that, that all hurt. things went wrong. Well, the Pollard that. injury hurt, and then I, I, I thought they were creative in how they used CD Lamb. I thought Dalton Schultz gave him a great mm -hmm. game until he didn't. Until he didn't. Yeah. And that's that's uh, an awareness thing. Defensively, Demarcus Lawrence was really good. Uh, didn't see all of uh, Micah Parsons in this one, but I, I thought it was an even game. And, so it, and to to lose it the way that they did, in spite of those turnovers, might say something about the Eagles, who we're not talking about because they played poorly in a mm -hmm. in a regular season finale against the Giants' fifth string. Mm -hmm. But it's like. The Eagles were on one. I was going to say, that wasn't necessarily an issue this past they weekend. They were on one. But to your point about how close that game was, well, that's that's a good chunk of NFL games. And this is where the, the constant drumbeat of coaching mattering yeah. comes into play. And this is what I'm fascinated by. You're the Dallas Cowboys. America's team. I saw the ratings in the area. It blew everything else out of the water. Clearly, this area gives a damn about the Cowboys. Fine, got it. Maybe it's schadenfreude, cool, whatever, but people are watching. How do you bring Mike McCarthy back? This is I, I two years how. in a row where he, like, he topped himself yeah. this year in the playoff exit. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. But if it's Dan Quinn as the head coach with Kellen Moore as the OC, is it really all that different? It, I, is, I don't it, know. is it different with Sean Payton? <laughs> of course. <laughs> right. So that's the thing. And I said this last week, and I'm even more of the belief now that Sean Payton's probably on that Fox set going – buddy, I'm going to get myself a billionaire standoff between Jerry Jones and David Tepper. And I know the, the, the Denver Broncos are in the mix, too, and they got more money than everybody else. But my point is that Sean Payton loves to be in the news, and Sean Payton is absolutely going to love this week because that Dallas Cowboys speculation is going to kick, go off, off the charts. Because I don't know how you can consciously bring Mike McCarthy back given 
two years of playoff exits that are indicative of how poorly coached they are. Simple as that. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.